Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio, it's time for the GNFCC 400 Insider. Connect, build, and grow with the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. Hello, and welcome to the GNFCC 400 Insider, the monthly radio show and podcast presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. I'm Tori Curlin, Marketing Manager at the Greater North Fulton Chamber. Today, we'll be recognizing our 2022 NextGen Connects Chairs and Program. NextGen Connects is a chamber talent development initiative that serves to engage, recognize, and develop GNFCC's future leaders. This young professionals group is designed for individuals aged 21 to 40 who are living and or working in North Fulton. NextGen Connects hosts many programs focused on social connections, service, and educational seminars, including our uh, Mentor Match program. And I'm excited to introduce our 2022 chairs. Um, I'll start with you, Tucker. Tucker Penrod is the Outreach Coordinator at Sapria. Tucker, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Um, And our other guest and chair is Rachel Newcomer. Rachel is Director of Development at Summit Counseling. Rachel, glad to have you here. So glad to be here. Awesome. Well, we have several questions for our guests today, so let's get started. Uh, Rachel, I'll start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, We'd love to know about your background and what led to your career path. Absolutely. So born and raised in Atlanta. I feel like I'm one of the few these days, but I grew up in Roswell and went to Pope High School. Um, but I, um, went to Georgia Southern and, um, had the plan of going to physical therapy school. Um, when I was in grad school, my only brother was diagnosed with cancer. And so as many people know that have gone through cancer with a family member that kind of shapes you, changes your path. Um, and I decided, woke up one morning when he was going through the, probably the worst part of his uh, journey and just says, you know, I want to help people like him. Um, my parents thought I was crazy, um, (laughs) to change, uh, to change that late in, into college. But, um, I did decide to go into the nonprofit world, um, got an internship with the American Cancer Society down in Statesboro. Um, and flash forward, I, um, I worked for them, um, did events like I do now, um, fundraising, patient engagement, advocacy um, for cancer bills, all the things. Um, And then after that, I worked at the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and my brother had leukemia, so that was even closer to my heart. Um, So I spent um, about 11 years in the cancer space. Um, And then flash forward, this little thing that some of us have heard of called COVID-19 happened. Um, And at the time, um, at the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, I was uh, the state manager over um, what was called Pennies for Patients, which is our school fundraising program. Um, And so when kids weren't going to school, it was a little bit hard to fundraise in schools. Um, And so unfortunately, I was one of many that was impacted uh, career-wise by COVID-19. My entire program... um, my role was eliminated. And so I found myself, um, you know, jobless <laughs> during, um, during a pandemic, which was something that I, I don't, I hope I don't wish upon anybody. Um, and so I really used that time, you know, God's way, I believe to soul search and figure out, you know, if I'm going to do something different now is the time. Um, and so did a lot of networking, 
with things like NextGen and the Chamber, um, just to meet people and learn about new avenues, which the Chamber is such a such an amazing tool for. Um, and um, Summit Counseling Center found me. Um, I one of their board members knew Holly York, who was at North Fulton Community Charities. Um, Tori knows or Tori. Um, Holly knows me well from um, NFCC and um, recommended me, and here we are now. So I'm in a brand new, brand new space, which I'll talk about. I know in a little bit, but um, you know, it was it's definitely an exciting time to still do um, still do fundraising and um, share an incredible mission of the Summit Counseling Center. Um, and excited, excited to be here, and excited to be in the mental health space during, I believe, one is the one of the one of the most important times um, in that during my lifetime yeah, for mental health. Absolutely, and um, I thought I knew a lot about you, but it's funny I did not know all of that. I also didn't know you went to Georgia Southern, which I also went to Georgia oh, Southern. Nice, go Eagles! Yeah, absolutely. Tucker, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into your career. Yeah, so uh, I had a kind of a, a little bit different career path than Rachel. I didn't start my career in, in the nonprofit space. I, I started my career actually in construction um, and did a lot uh, project management-wise um, for for a construction company and, and got into some uh, management uh, for pressure washing, um, So and then went back into construction, um, but always kind of like had a heart for uh, the nonprofit space and giving back and um, just being of value uh, in our communities. And so uh, with that, I, I kind of started to uh, look at, at different things of where I could go, what I could do. Uh, got connected with uh, an IT organization doing some uh, vendor management and event planning and, and things like that. Um, and really built a, kind of a, a good foundation um, for what I'm doing now. Uh, and so I got introduced to Sapria um, probably six months into the inception of the organization uh, and just really connected with them and loved what they did, loved what the mission was and, and um, wanted to, participate in what they were doing, but no, no job opportunities at the time. And so it gave me, you know, some, some good time to really continue to build uh, that, that solid foundation. And so uh, about two and a half years ago, I, I joined the organization. Um, and so I, I love, you know, again, working in the community, um, helping people understand who we are and what we do uh, also in somewhat of a, a mental health space as well. Uh, so definitely a, a pivotal time for that. Um, and yeah, love, 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 uh, connecting with businesses and organizations. And so when I, when I joined, uh, the organization, I was like, we've got to be a member of, of the greater North Fulton chamber and, and what they're doing. And so been connected now almost, uh, almost three years with the chamber, uh, in the role that I'm in and, and it's been phenomenal, uh, to get connected in, uh, but then also getting connected in with the next gen, um, and, you know, really helping the next gen audience yeah. um, uh, think about the community. Yeah, and that was going to be my next question: why, why next gen? What did why did you decide to get involved with that group? You're involved in a lot of things and a busy husband and father. <laughs> so what what made you um, decide to commit to next gen? Yeah, I think as I got involved in the chamber, um, just really felt um, everything good that the chamber was doing. Uh, the leadership that uh, the chamber has, um, the events that they they put on, the 
involvement that they are in the community. Uh, it's a really big focus um, of the chamber. And so just got more involved uh, with what they were doing. Uh, and next gen kind of came up and, and um, restarting if you will. And, and got to participate in the, in the mentor match program uh, just phenomenal program. And, and that's really where I kind of built a, a testimony of next gen and the power of next gen um, really building those next generational leaders that will lead our communities uh, into the future. And so uh, I just wanted to be a part of that um, kind of uh, just to selfishly build myself personally yeah. uh, as a, as a person, but also uh, in my profession as well. Yeah. And so just wanted to get, you know, more connected into the community and building, you know, better relationships within that. Yeah. Makes sense. And you've done a great job at it. So we Thanks. really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, and Rachel, what about you? Why'd you decide to get connected and next gen connects? Yeah, absolutely. So flashback um, to my first job ever that I mentioned at the American cancer society, I actually moved to Noonan, Georgia um, for my first job, I knew two people down there. Um, and the, the ACS was very heavily involved in the, the Noonan Coweta County chamber. Um, and so I started getting involved there. It was a great outlet, um, as we've talked about for being new somewhere, being a new, um, businesswoman straight out of college and my first job, it just, it was such a great outlet. And, um, Candace Boothby, um, the chamber president, um, came to me and a couple of other individuals, um, you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed, like young and eager and said, you know, we'd like to reboot our young professionals group. And so I was able to do that. And so it was, it was like perfect for me at the time. I, it was an outlet for me to meet new folks, um, to get involved down there. And so then flash forward, you know, it's crazy how crazy God's timing is crazy. And, um, so I, um, this is perfect timing to, to get even more heavily involved in next gen at the, you know, the chamber here. Um, I just bought my first home in Alpharetta. So I, um, have gone through that process, moved up from the, the Buckhead Brookhaven area to Alpharetta. So although I lit, you know, grew up around the corner, it's very different to grow up somewhere as opposed to being in your, you know, middle to late thirties. Um, and so, uh, it's, it's provided that opportunity again, right. To, to get to know this new career space I'm in, to get to know the Alpharetta area, and um, just to network and get to know others and um, grow my grow my network. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a great connector for me as well. So um, I feel like there's no better place to connect with your community, pro- both professionally and personally, than than through the chamber. Even as someone who works there, so I'm happy to hear that. Um, and Tucker, we touched on this a little bit, but you're very involved in the chamber. Um, you're also a chamber diplomat and now co-chair of Next Gen. Um, what do you think the importance of chamber leadership and involvement in the community is to you, both personally and professionally? Because I know I've even seen you grow over the last couple of years just with your dedication to um, growing both personally and professionally. And how do you think your experience could benefit other young professionals? Yeah, great question, Tori. Um, you know, being, again, being involved in the community is is so important. Um and I've being around the chamber has really helped me see how other professionals see that, mm-hmm. um, you know, more seasoned professionals that have been in their career, maybe 10, 20 years, uh, 30 years in the community. Um, 
and just learning from them on how they got involved and why they get involved and those kinds of things. And it's really helped me understand that I need to start getting involved. Um, you know, I don't need to wait, um, you know, until I'm seasoned, quote unquote seasoned, mm-hmm. you know, down the road, uh, to get involved that, that I can add value now. Um, and that I can increase my value learning from the others who are involved. And so I think from a, from a personal standpoint, it's just really helping me grow from a, from a person um, and my, my value to the community. Um, I, I believe wholeheartedly that we can learn something from everybody, no matter what your background is or where you grew up or um, what gender you are you know, those kinds of things, what race you are, what, you know, country you're from, what language you speak, we can all grow and learn something from, from everybody. And so that's what I've really tried to, uh, to focus on as I've been involved in the chamber uh, and the different things is what can, what can I learn from somebody else Mm -hmm. um, that will really help me become who I'm supposed to be and, and to reach my full potential um, and being able to, you know, potentially pr- provide a, a good example to other next gen um, professionals um, of why they they should get involved uh, because we are the generation that will lead our community, um, and so as we work together and we collaborate and we build those relationships, we'll we'll have that already going for us uh, when that time comes. Um, and so from a professional standpoint, again, connecting with, with people is, is really my passion. Uh, and so the opportunity it's given me to connect our organization and the resources that we have with the community uh, is really uh, essential and, and um, really invaluable. Right. So, Yeah, and I've, I've seen that through I mean you obviously are benefiting but you're benefiting our members as well with your dedication and always being there um you're one of the faces we see the most often at the chamber so hopefully that means you're getting a lot of value well, thank you <laughs> thank you yeah. and and for next gen I mean as we started this organization to begin with and then started to grow it like you said the whole point is we're we're the next generation so we're going to come in and hopefully run on the board for the chamber and lead in, in these organizations um, and getting people plugged in as quick as early as we can, um, I think benefits everybody. So yeah. that's kind of our goal as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen a lot of people uh, in the chamber uh, that are plugged into like the rotary clubs and the lions clubs and, and different yeah. organizations that do a lot of great work yeah. here in our communities. And so it's, it's been awesome to, learn because I, I didn't even know I didn't what either. rotary or anything Mm-mm. like that was uh, really before I before I joined the chamber and got involved. And so learning of that, I mean, you really see how much people are involved in the community and what they're doing. It's not just that they're, you know, a, a radio show host or, yep. you know, um, a car salesman or a counselor or, you know, whatever, uh, but they do so much more than that. Yeah. Um, and both of you are in nonprofit world and you're giving back to your communities, just as you said, but, um, I know that young professionals are 
really concerned about their community and how they can give back as well. Um, and just bringing them awareness of ways that they can do that, I think is important through the chamber, like you're saying. Um, but Rachel, I know most of your life revolves around nonprofit and that's what you're doing day to day, but I also know your passion for serving. Um, when you do have some time off to be involved with the, your community outside of your organization, what are some things you like to do and to be involved in? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's all about finding um, finding what those passions are, which I think is something that a lot of people struggle with once they get to that young professional age um, to find you know their niche, like where they fit. Um, for me, I grew up playing soccer, and so I still um, I still coach when I can, um, and coaching underserved, the underserved population. So really giving free lessons and coaching in that space has been amazing for me. And I've done that for, for many, many years. And, and then I'm also very, very much still involved in the cancer space. So I um, each year mentor a couple of young girls who also have lost their only sibling like I did to cancer. And so um, it's kind of like an organization like Big Brother, Big Sister, but just a little bit more grassroots and, and um, smaller. And so that's been something that I've probably dedicated most of my time to um, every year since he passed, which has been many, many years ago. So um, really just helping, you know, the younger generation that's going through something that they would have never imagined. Um, and a lot of the the young girls that I work with don't have the resources that I was blessed to have um, growing up. And so, you know, just helping them navigate that um, unprecedented time of loss and um, knowing that, you know, there's, there is a light at the end, end of the tunnel um, while still honoring that, that individual. Absolutely. Well, that's incredible to hear, to hear about. Um, I know that, like I said, young professionals, next gen, whatever you want to call us, <laughs> we all have, I think, a passion for something a little more outside of work. Like there's just, there's so much more to life other than the nine to five. Um, I think young professionals also have a reputation um, of understanding and demanding a better work-life balance so they can fit their passions into, the, into their day and their family. And um, what do, and I'll ask both of you this, what do you think is most important to retain young professionals and what's most important to you? Um, Tucker, I'll start with you. Okay. Um, I, so I'm not sure, sh- I don't know if I can speak to all non- for all um, yeah. young professionals, you know, um, but for myself, it's really about culture uh, of the organization. Culture is really big, and I, and I think a lot of organizations see that uh, and are working to either improve their culture or understand what their culture is um, and help that culture, you know, resonate throughout the organization. Um, I think that is huge. Uh, it at least for me. But not only culture, but almost a an employee development. Um, like you're a better person professionally, but also personally because you work at that organization. Mm-hmm. And so, really uh, digging into better your employees. Um, you know, we've talked about mental health uh, a little bit on this on this podcast, and uh, I think that's huge. Uh, a huge space uh, for employers to really help their employees um, grow uh, mentally uh, in their mental health um, so that they can, you know, accomplish and, and complete the tasks that are before them, but also um, better them throughout their career mm-hmm. uh, and help um, give a good launching pad for that career. 
Um, and so I, I think it's really important that we pour into the employees uh, and not just obviously the young professionals, but all employees. But I think the, as a young professional, that's what I really look for in an organization is great culture, but also great ways to grow uh, in my career personally, professionally, um, you know, as a father, as a husband, as a community member. Um, I love when organizations, and, and I might be biased because I work for a nonprofit, but uh, when organizations give the opportunity to their employees to give back, you know, a lot of uh, employers will, you know, give a paid holiday or, or you know, paid eight hours to, to volunteer. Um, I think that goes a long way uh, in building that employee because it gets them connected into the community, but it also teaches them about service. It also helps them feel uh, what service can do for them and others, uh, but then also shows that employee that the organization is passionate about it and that they're you know, not just an organization that houses a headquartered or an office in the community, but they are involved uh, where they work. Right. And I think those employees that have that opportunity are better employees at the end of the day as well. They have that uh, full circle also understanding of what community service means. So, um, Rachel, what about you? What do you think? Yeah, I think that I love that question. I think I could talk (laughs) about it for hours. Um, I mean, to tag on to what Tucker said, um, it's culture And, and that means so many different things, right? Um, I think one of the the biggest proven statements with with millennials and younger is that um, they're terrified of failure, you know. And so I think it's that culture of what does failure mean, um, and how we approach that. So I think it's all about setting goals, setting benchmarks to get to those goals, um, and really mentoring that staff. Um, they are our future leaders. We are the future leaders, right? So it's really setting them up for success with the culture that you're leading with. Um, and you know, young professionals offer such a new and different perspective. I think that it's really, um, going to them for those innovative, innovative ideas, um, including them in the thought process, you know, strategic planning, all of those things. I think it's easy to often, often look at tenure as what is most valuable, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to someone that might be fresh out of college, but they have, you know, they have, you know, those innovative ideas and that passion and that drive and that want to be successful. So really um, taking advantage of that um, and, you know, providing a platform platform for all voices to be heard and seen around the table. Um, like I said, despite despite tenure, despite seniority, I think is really important in providing. I think there's so much value to um, leadership programs and men- mentorship programs um, like the mentor match that the chamber does, you know, so many companies do something similar in the corporate world. And I think that's huge. I think it's, you know, young, young professionals have that want to thrive and to learn. So providing them the ability to, and the avenues to do that is, is crucial. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'll say, and I don't mean to interrupt you Tucker, but I know that from, your experience and mine as well. Um, I got to do, I was given the opportunity to do the mentor match program as well, but it's a, it's a learning curve both ways. I mean, we're not only being mentored, but I kept finding myself, there were things I was able to teach my mentor. And um, so it's, it's a, the generational gap I think is closing a little bit more as we do things like this and try to understand one another. So, 
And I think too, the more that, um, despite the, you know, Tucker and I both come from the nonprofit world, but I think a lot of segments of the career force these days are guilty of, um, silos, um, silos by tenure, silos by generation, silos by what your job role is. And I think we have to eliminate those. I think we have to provide more opportunity for cross department, um, functioning, um, planning strategy. Um, and like Tucker mentioned, like across, you know, across dynamics with age, across dynamics with tenure and all of that. I think the more that we can remove, remove those silos, um, in the various ways, just creates a, a better environment for for thriving for young professionals. Yeah, I think Rachel hit on a, a really good point that I wanted to circle back to is that uh, everybody in the organization has a voice mm-hmm. uh, that can be heard uh, and that your tenure doesn't qualify or disqualify you uh, for bringing either a good idea forward or uh, something that could be valuable for the organization, um, but providing a space. And I think that's what young professionals are, are also looking for uh, is that they can provide value to an organization and that that organization sees that, um, that they look to them to ask the question, Hey, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of young professionals have amazing uh, gifts and talents that can um, better, you know, the organizations in our communities uh, and that are all around us. And, uh, and so looking to them um, for some of that support too, I, I think is, is critical and, and crucial. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, and I'll kind of piggyback off that with you, Tucker. Um, what is one piece of advice you would give leaders and employees in a position of managing young professionals? You may have already yeah, just answered I, yeah, that. Yeah, I think it goes back to, to that right there is, is um, you know, not being um, whatever, whatever word you want to say, arrogant or um, – you know, fold themselves that, you know, they've been there longer. They know what, mm-hmm. what's right, what's wrong. Open-minded. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, they've got to be open-minded to the young professionals um, and they've got to help the young professionals see uh, that they are valuable uh, and that they provide value uh, in conversations. Uh, you know, I worked in an organization that, uh, and for a manager that, that didn't see that uh, and that, that didn't show that. Uh, and so I, I felt like I didn't have a voice um, and so I couldn't, you know, I could, I could say, you know, what, what I was feeling or thinking, uh, but it wasn't really heard. Uh, and that didn't make me want to, you know, do that more and more. Right. Uh, and, and it didn't make me want to invest into that organization right. uh, like it does now. Uh, our, our opinions are, are valuable at Supriya. Uh, and there's a, there's a voice for everybody and a platform that it can be heard. Uh, and so it makes me want to pour into it even more, mm-hmm. um, having that space. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. What about you? What advice would you give Rachel? Um, love this question. So I think it's really, <laughs> um, tailoring your training to that person, to that person's experience. Um, you know, the saying goes that first impressions are everything. And I am very, I'm a very firm believer in that. And I think breaking that culture of, you know, whether someone is a janitor or a CEO, like, you know, making their first day the best day ever, um, introducing them to everybody up the ladder, um, letting them learn about various roles. Um, and you know, not having the same, um, very quick onboarding process of someone is like me, like I've, I've been in the career world for a bit, but I'm in a 
brand new space. And so the Summit Counseling Center really tailored opportunities for me to learn about mental health and learn about um, this vital space that I'm now in. I can ask for money all day long. Um, I've done that my entire career, but if I don't know what I'm asking for or you know, the needs for mental health, I'm not going to be successful. And so I think, you know, tailoring that training experience, um, staying with them along the way, um, providing that ongoing feedback, um, young professionals want that they want to know, um, in a constructive manner, you know, how can I do better? How can I get to the next step? How can I climb a ladder? Um, and so, you know, providing those clear goals and benchmarks to get there and that feedback along the way is crucial. Absolutely. I completely agree. Um, and I hate to wrap us up. We do, uh, we are closing up here, but I've so enjoyed having you both on. Um, it's very clear listening to the two of you talk and your passion about why we wanted you to be chairs and maybe begged you. (laughs) Um, but we absolutely have enjoyed having you both and I look forward to the rest of the year. Um, but as we move forward, how can our listeners find you? Uh, maybe your website, social media, what's the best way? And Rachel, I can start with you. Yeah. So I had to make sure I knew our handles correctly. <laughs> um, so Summit Counseling Center Atlanta um, is our uh, Facebook page. And then Summit Counseling Atlanta is our Instagram page. And of course, you know, please find me on my on social media. Um I try to be active on LinkedIn. So Rachel Newcomer, um, Newcomer, just like the word. (laughs) And um, I'm also on um, Facebook and Instagram and those kind of things. But um, yeah, I love connecting with people. And that's why I think um, an entity like the Chamber of Commerce is crucial because you can just learn so much from someone and you never know when that one introduction where you think it's like unrelated to what you do might, might, might benefit you one day. So absolutely. Definitely reach out. Awesome. Yeah. For, for me, you can uh, definitely reach out uh, on LinkedIn. Um, it's T-U-K-K-E-R. Uh, there's probably not a lot of Tuckers with that spelling. So uh, mm-hmm. feel free to put that in the search bar. You'll probably find me. Uh, and then uh, for the organization, Sapria, S-A-P-R-E-A dot org. Awesome. Well, I want to thank our guests for joining me today. If Next Gen Connect sounds like something you may be interested in, Um, Please join us as our next collaborative social event with Gwinnett Young Professionals, and that'll be on July 21st. There will be more information to come on this event on the GNFCC website. Um, I also want to thank our listeners for joining us on the GNFCC 400 Insider presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. To listen to this show again or to hear any of our previous episodes, visit GNFCC400insider.com. To find out more about NextGen Connects and the Greater North Fulton Chamber events and programs, visit gnfcc.com. Until next time, I'm Tori Curlin, and this has been the GNFCC 400 Insider on Business Radio X.